Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Relief for what ails you, the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast is on the air. The podcast that delivers food to your brain. And now, fresh from his morning nap, Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting, thrill-packed episode of Medicare for the Lazy Man. It is a uh, partly cloudy, but otherwise beautiful January morning in Arizona, and I am here to help you, uh, as I'm Doug Jones, by the way, as my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, told you, I am your Medicare expert or your Medicare specialist, and I am here to help you feel confident about the approach of Medicare. If, in fact, you are approaching Medicare, you might be here just because you enjoy hearing Randy and I talk about uh, various items that may come to mind during the course of the podcast. But the reality of the situation is that I am here to help people feel confident about the uh, coming encounter with Medicare that many of you are likely to have. And one way that I impart confidence is to encourage you to read my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. If you go to barnesandnoble.com or more likely amazon.com and type Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 into the search window, you're going to see four editions of my current book, and your choice is uh, based on how you like to absorb knowledge and uh, whether or not you like to spend money. The most cost-effective way to absorb the knowledge is to purchase the ebook or the electronic book for a piddling $3.80. I don't know what the Audible book costs, you know, wherein I actually do the work of speaking the words and turning the pages for you. That's probably about $6 or so. And then we have a paperback, a good solid read, probably take you about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on your reading speed and whether you move your lips when you read. That's an $8 item. And uh, we have a, a gem of a gift for uh, people who have a loved one that may be approaching Medicare. This is ideal for gift-giving purposes. It is a hardcover book. It costs $22. It has colorful interior uh, illustrations, and it is um, otherwise as good as the uh, the content in the other books. The content is identical. It's just presented in a somewhat more attractive way, and that's a $22 item, certainly suitable for gift-giving to your friends and relatives who may be approaching Medicare. You may have a birthday uh, in your family coming up and somebody that needs some Medicare advice. Here's one way to take care of that obligation. Give them a hardcover book 
Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. Now, what happens uh, about this time every episode is I like to call on my friend and podcast producer, Randy Carson, and see what he's been thinking about today. Randy, what have you been thinking about today? Well, let's see. What have I been thinking about? How difficult it has been to upgrade the operating system on my desktop. Okay. Have you been thinking about anything that the audience would care about? Um, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, darn it. I I do have, you know, I do have some things, you know, stump the insurance expert for later. But uh, for today, I am just going to go with the flow. Okay. Because I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, the notes. Yes. And uh, we've got some really interesting topics on uh, on tap here. So I'm just going to say we are going to go with the flow. Well, here's the situation. Uh, I believe you have some uh, stump the insurance guy uh, content from a prior episode because there was one episode I listened to over the weekend in which you promised to do that at the end of the episode, the end of the episode came and you did not do it. I think what happened was we ran out of time, but uh, I know that you must have some of that stuff ready and waiting. Oh, I've got, I've got one ready for today. You got it. (laughs) All right. I'll be looking forward to being stumped. Uh, Why don't you turn over your checklist and let's go with episode 457 first. We'll just swap them out. Are you, you're just trying to confuse me, aren't you, Doug? How's that working? Is it working okay? It's it's working well. Okay, very good. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I've got a stack of Medicare Advantage content. Oh, boo. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. We've got a listener, a loyal fan uh, named Blaine. Blaine and I have known each other. I had to go back and look. We first corresponded in the year 2020, and here it is, the year 2023. And Blaine has been uh, a loyal listener all this time. But lately, he has uh, been, his interest has been piqued by the content that we've had on Medicare Advantage plans and how Medicare Advantage plans are bad for various reasons, but it's come to light more recently that they have been committing fraud on the United States Treasury and that they have been uh, siphoning billions and billions and billions of dollars from the U.S. Treasury using fraudulent data uh, on their insured members. And they're using this fraudulent uh, this money fraudulently uh, obtained money to expand their reach into the uh, wider population of 65 plus year olds so the more we allow them to steal from the u.s treasury the stronger they get so blaine has been very helpful Uh, a week or two ago he sent me an article about the fraudulent activities that medicare advantage plans are uh, engaged in and at the bottom of that article were links to about six other articles and then just a few days ago he sent me another article that he had discovered now i had already had this article but his was more complete and so uh, eternal thanks to blaine for contributing to the excellent uh, coverage that we're going to be able to provide uh, on Medicare Advantage plans and the, uh, the the theft that's been going on. Now, as Randy is going to remember, we have some people who don't agree with us politically who are also trying to sound the alarm 
on Medicare Advantage plans and the fraud that occurs in a Medicare Advantage plan. And these are people on the opposite side of the political spectrum from Randy and I, uh, but we welcome their assistance in this battle because it's a war that needs to be fought and it's a, a war that needs to be won. And it's um, basically going to be better for everyone in the United States of America if these evil Medicare Advantage plans are stopped from pillaging billions and billions of dollars from the United States Treasury, and if they are not allowed to promise uh, these they empty you know promises that they make to lure uh, new enrollees in at the end of every year are uh, if they are not able to pay for the freebies that they promise to give people, then it's going to put everything on a level playing ground because Medicare Advantage plans have a real, possibility of damaging the uh, integrity, the financial integrity of the actual Medicare program. So I promised Blaine and I promised Randy and I plan to spend considerable time over the next few episodes discussing the Medicare Advantage, uh, the risk that we're all uh, presented by with the Medicare Advantage, and uh, also extending a welcoming hand to our brothers on the other side of the political spectrum who want to also join in this fight against the Medicare Advantage plans. Now, their reasonings are somewhat different. They know that the fraud is going on, uh, our our, uh, co-fighters in this war, but it's because they are private companies. These people who are our allies in this war basically want to see a one-world government, and they want our government to run the uh, health insurance industry in America. Actually, they want to get rid of any private company related to health care and have it all run by the federal government. So I'm afraid that uh, it's going to be like the Chinese Revolution in the 1940s. Uh, Chiang Kai-shek and Mao Zedong joined together to fight the Japanese, and when that battle had been won, they had to turn on each other uh, Chiang Kai-shek on the side of freedom with the Kuomintang and Mao Zedong on the side of one government for China uh, and uh, his communist forces uh, were uh, ultimately victorious. And that's why we have Taiwan today, because Chiang Kai-shek and the Kuomintang had to retreat to the islands offshore in order to uh, maintain the nationalist China regime. So we're going to have the same thing in America uh, because there is a faction of politicians that want to uh, have the government take over health care or health, uh, the medical treatment of people. But right now we are joined together in a fight against Medicare Advantage plans. So then Uh, I have gathered from Blaine and from diligent research on my own a stack of articles describing the uh, evil doing of the Medicare Advantage plans and how they are using their resources to scam money from the Treasury. And I'm just going to go through a few of these articles because something changed, and I just noticed it recently, something changed that causes me to stand back, take a deep breath, and watch what's transpiring because I sense a change in the weather, a change in the air, and I want to see 
what happens. But my stack of articles starts out with um, an older one, a Medicare Advantage at the Tipping Point, a preview of 2023 open enrollment. This is a fairly lengthy article that predicts that Medicare Advantage growth will continue. And at the end of the 2023 open enrollment period, uh, which takes place in the fall, uh, they will have um, almost an equal number of people as are enrolled in regular Medicare. You may remember that Medicare Advantage plans, when you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan, they take away Medicare from you. And you do not have Medicare anymore. You don't have the protections of Medicare or the guarantees of Medicare. That is taken away, and the Medicare Advantage plan is substituted. Now, theoretically, it's supposed to be actuarially equivalent. So it's supposed to provide equivalent protection in the event that you need medical treatment and you have medical bills that have to be paid. In reality, what they do is they provide all kinds of extras, baubles, and interesting things that entice people to join Medicare Advantage plans like dental, uh, vision, hearing, uh, rides to the doctor. Randy probably has a list that could go on and on and on, but they make all of these toothbrushes, toothbrushes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unlimited quantities of toothbrushes and probably uh, floss. I'm guessing miles of dental floss, uh, rides to the doctor, rides to lunch. They'll bring meals to your house. And, um, they promise these things through the, um, vehicle of a bunch of washed up celebrities, on TV ads. Now, in reality, if you live in a suburban area and you're an average person, you're not going to have any access to any of this free stuff that they provide. But if they've gotten you to dial the number so that you're talking to one of their uh, hot shot arm twisting salesmen, their goal for the TV ads has been accomplished and you are now in the clutches of the sales machine that is a Medicare Advantage sales machine. The other thing they do, uh, not just to lure people in to make the decision to buy a Medicare Advantage plan, the other thing they do is that they've made uh, deals with massive companies, with thousands and thousands of employees, to take over the retiree coverage so that when people decide to retire from their jobs, then if they want to, they can take advantage of the employer's retiree health insurance. But the health insurance has been taken over by the creeping Medicare Advantage uh, monster. So the retiring employee has no choice. They're forced into those plans if they want to have cost-free retiree coverage. And that is um, uh, like a creeping fungus that I hadn't known about until recently. That is why another of the reasons why Medicare Advantage plans are gaining thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of new additional enrollees every year because they have made deals with the devil. And these companies that want to get out from under their enroll their uh, retirement uh, coverage that they've promised their employees back when Health insurance was a fairly reasonable price to pay. They promised their employees, maybe their union employees, that they would cover their health insurance needs in retirement. Well, what they do is they cut a deal with a Medicare Advantage plan and force the retirees to accept it or take a hike. And that becomes uh, a burden on the federal government because the federal government writes a check every month 
to whatever Medicare Advantage plan has new enrollees. So they'll write a check every month for each enrollee in a Medicare Advantage plan, and uh, they don't have to cover them under Medicare. So it's, uh, frankly, (laughs) it's a deal with the devil, and I'm not happy to hear it. So I've got another article here. Medicare Advantage star ratings are set to decline in 2023. I have more articles. How Medicare Advantage scams seniors. I don't even like that word seniors, but for the purposes of this uh, uh, discussion, I'm going to let that word stand. Straight up fraud. Data confirms private insurers use Medicare Advantage to steal billions. The move to privatize Medicare, said one expert, has been very profitable in part because insurers are good at making their patients seem sicker. Now, this points up what I've been talking about. When a Medicare Advantage plan takes on a new enrollee, let's say that you have enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan uh, and your coverage is going to begin on January 1st. Well, the Medicare Advantage plan wants you not to be healthy in the eyes of the federal government. They want you to have other uh, comorbidities or other complications, because if you have other complications, they can make the federal government give them even more money. So they may send a nurse to your house. They will get the agent that enrolled you in the plan to help you fill out a questionnaire. They will pay the agent upwards of $125 is what I've heard to get you to fill out that questionnaire to see if you have additional medical complications like diabetes, uh, obesity, uh, breathing problems, anything of that nature, so that they can go to the federal government and say, of all the people that we have enrolled, these people have additional problems. They're going to be more expensive for us to cover for health insurance needs. So we want you to give us the additional money that you have set aside for people with complicating medical uh, conditions. Now, in some cases, it's been discovered that these complicating conditions don't exist at all and that the uh, questionnaires that have been completed and submitted were fraudulent. But that doesn't stop the government from doling out billions and billions of dollars to these plans, and then having to go back and try to justify uh, the expenditures from the U.S. Treasury that amounted to huge amounts of money uh, when the government says, hey, how about the, uh, the money that you paid to the plans in, let's say, 2017? Let's do a little spot check. Let's do some audits. And the uh, records, the insurance company records that they're supposed to provide and they're supposed to make them available to the government on request. Um, sometimes those records are lost. It's uh, often uh, apparently that uh, the dog has eaten the homework or that uh, the floods in certain areas of the country have caused those records to become destroyed. So many times the insurance companies cannot back up their claim to need the extra money that the federal government has promised to pay them. So uh, what else do we have in this stack here? Medicare Advantage is a for-profit scam. Time to end it is another multi-page article. Medicare Advantage is a massive scam. Uh, Here's an investigation, an article about an investigation. The system that the feds rely on to stop repeat health fraud is broken. 
And it's a multi, multi, it's like a 10-page article about how the feds are inept when it comes to auditing the um, plans to find out when the fraud occurred, how much fraudulent activity occurred, and uh, how they can get that money back. Now, here's another article. Audits hidden until now reveal millions, and in in reality it's billions, but this article says reveal millions in Medicare Advantage overcharges. Here's another one. Big health insurers plan legal battle over Biden Medicare Advantage audits. Uh-oh, here's here's trouble. The Medicare Advantage plans have gotten together. They've put their heads together, and they're planning to fight back. There's so much money involved that rather than follow the rules, rather than prove that they're uh, their siphoning off of dollars from the federal government is appropriate and legal. They plan to fight, to put up a big fight, because they don't want their gravy train to be interrupted. And so uh, the article here, big health insurers, you know, the a lot of the people in our uh, corner for this battle are not friends of big companies, but it says big health insurers plan legal battle over the Biden Medicare Advantage audits. The government is trying to audit these insurance payments to see if they were legitimate or not. And so far, they're not um, they're not having a lot of luck. So here is uh, the most recent article that Blaine sent me: more Medicare Advantage fraud data. Did your health plan rip off Medicare? And here is a list of many Medicare Advantage plans. Some of them are the biggest and best known in the country. You think of an insurance plan that's one of the best known in the United States, and it's going to be on this list. And there is uh, this auditing uh, activity took place for two years, 2011 to 2013, Uh, They say that's the most recent data available. And some of these plans owe millions of dollars. When you add them all up, it's about $5 billion. And then I saw another article uh, in today's stack that uh, that actually seems to be maybe a bellwether change. Something is starting to happen. And I don't want to use too much time on the old news if there's new news being made. So the last two headlines I have here, one is government lets health plans that ripped off Medicare keep the money. Now, I haven't read this one yet. I just found it this morning. But that would be a tragic occurrence if, in fact, the government is going to allow the Medicare plans that stole money under false pretenses from the U.S. Treasury to keep it. I'm not in favor of that. I'll be diving into that article in greater detail later. And then I find a series of articles that were also published today or released today. Uh, The CMS, that's the uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the government department that is made up of people really too inept to be able to figure out how to properly spell their acronym. Their acronym should be CMMS, but these dopes dropped an M. So it's CMS. They control Medicare, and it says here that they set tougher penalties for improper Medicare Advantage charges. And other articles referred to here uh, have headlines such as Medicare Advantage insurers to repay billions under audit rule. 
feds expect to collect $4.7 billion in insurance fraud penalties. Medical, uh, Medicare Advantage health plans face $4.7 billion clawback from federal audit rule. CMS finalizes the rule for Medicare Advantage plans. And then the final in this uh, list of articles, government lets health plans that ripped off Medicare keep the money. Now, I don't know if that's accurate or not. So I think it's premature of me to spend a lot of time on this material until I know more about what's going on. But I just wanted to give you a little overview of where the battle is right now and uh, where we're headed. And where I'm headed is to watch carefully to see what happens in the future, because if, in fact, the government's going to forgive these transgressions, I think we should all hear about it. And if they're going to be held to account in that $4.7 billion or any other number of billions of dollars is going to be refunded to the Treasury, I think we ought to hear about that, too. So that's a little update as to where we are with this Medicare Advantage problem. Randy, it's all yours. Well, you know, the only thing I heard positively in that in that presentation was that, well, you know, I've got a question for you, Doug. So the government does such a bang up job of hand, managing all the other things, you know, in the world. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't we want them to manage all of our health care? Just, you know, that just, just makes no sense to me whatsoever. They do such an awesome job. They certainly do. And I'll tell you, uh, one of the biggest industries going in Canada, where the governments run everything, is um, health insurance for people who want to come to, to the United States to have their health problems treated. Well, you know something? I I have to move on today because I, I promised the podcast folks that I would have a stump the insurance expert section today. Okay, so, let's do that. That'll be a little happier uh, to talk about. So here it goes. Now, I will warn the audience that Doug is really very good at these. So I very seldom ever get to stump him for too long. But today, January the 31st of 1950, what happened? It's entirely possible that this was the day that the Koreans came flowing across the border um, from North Korea to South Korea. I was at the, I forget which parallel that is. Uh, so the Korean War could have started, I don't think it was, I think the Korean War started in warmer weather. So I think that would have happened in June. So January 30th of 1950. I don't know. I know it, it was uh, four days January 31st. It was four days after my second birthday. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you weren't even close. <laughs> oh, geez. I blew another one. Darn it. <laughs> oh, okay. So let me give you one more hint. Harry Truman was involved in this. Okay. Uh, is this, um, boy, what did Truman do? Because we know that the atomic bombs came in 1945 uh harry truman uh is this when he stepped down from the presidency and no no that would have been 52 uh, you know uh i i cannot help you i cannot help you with that well you know now this is a very small shade of difference but i'll i'll give you the answers to it on january 31st of 1950 united states president harry s truman publicly announced 
his decision to support the development of the hydrogen bomb. Oh, a, a weapon theorized to be hundreds of times more powerful than the atomic bombs dropped on Japan during World War II. So right. that's what happened today in 1950. Uh, bottom line is, I don't know what the you know the stats are in terms of how much more powerful a given sized hydrogen bomb is than an atomic bomb. Right. But bottom line. Good old Harry was thinking about us on January 31st of 1950. Well, kudos to Harry. He was one of a uh, breed of Democrats that we don't see anymore. There's a Democrat who loved the United States and was willing to stand up to our enemies in order to do that. What he did here was posturing. And it's the same thing that Reagan did with Star Wars. If you'll recall, Reagan said, we're working on developing an aerial defense system against Russian missiles and bombers so that if any foreign power tries to uh, attack us using any sort of nuclear weapons, uh, we will be able to stop them before they even get to the shores of the United States. And the Democrats roundly criticized him and booed and laughed and pointed fingers and made fun of him and everything else. And what did the Russians do? Our, our uh, worst enemies at the time, they spent themselves into bankruptcy trying to uh, stave off the uh, protection that the United States was theoretically in the process of developing. Reagan was exactly right. And Truman was exactly right. What he was doing was posturing because the Russians had stolen our atomic bomb secrets, but they didn't have any hydrogen bomb information to the best of my knowledge. And so Truman was letting the Russians know that we were not stopping our march forward and in uh, the area of civil defense and that we would keep weaponry so that war would never have to be fought with those weapons. Well, I, I totally agree with all that. It's it's interesting. I love history. I didn't used to like history, but now I like history a lot better because I've been there, done that right on some of it. Yeah. <laughs> bottom, <laughs> bottom line. So let me read you one. So this this is just, you know, the technical side of Randy's uh, curiosity. The, the difference between a traditional nuclear weapon and a hydrogen bomb. Here's, uh-huh. here's something. Here's a paragraph that kind of characterizes the difference okay let's clarify first when you say traditional nuclear weapon versus hydrogen are you talking about the the atomic bombs that preceded the hydrogen bombs okay the types the types of bombs uh fat man and little boy that were dropped on japan they were atomic bombs they were atomic bombs now this is a this is a paragraph that characterizes the difference on november 1st of 1952 the United States successfully detonated Mike, the world's first hydrogen bomb on the Inuitok Atoll in the Pacific Marshall Islands. The 10.4 megaton thermonuclear device built upon the Teller-Ulam principles of stage radiation implosion instantly vaporized an entire island and left behind a crater more than a mile wide. The incredible ah. explosive force of Mike was also apparent from the sheer magnitude of its mushroom cloud. Within 90 seconds, the mushroom cloud climbed to 57,000 feet and entered the stratosphere. One minute later, it reached 108,000 feet. 
eventually stabilizing at a ceiling of 120,000 feet. Half an hour after the test, the mushroom stretched 60 miles across with the base of the head joining the stem at 45,000 feet. That had to be fantastic to see. I'm telling you, I didn't real. I mean, obviously, I'm not a hydrogen bomb expert, but I didn't realize there was a huge difference. Well, there, yeah, there was a huge difference that we were kind of aware of as little kids, uh, but it was more, again, it was more to stop our enemies from any thought of attacking us because the Russians were able to steal our atomic technology. They were able to devise atomic bombs. So, frankly, they could have attacked us, and we would not have wanted that, so we had to get bigger and badder weapons, which we eventually did. Well, this this is like, you know, after reading the characteristics of Mike, the yes. first hydrogen weapon, I mean, that that literally like is unleashing Armageddon. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we used to think that nobody in their right mind would want to jeopardize their own existence in order to win a war. So if we had these weapons of huge destruction, that our enemies would back down and say, all right, we're going to behave ourselves. And But then what happened on 9-11? We found a group of fanatics that were not concerned with their own safety, security, and quality of life. All they wanted to do was destroy, and if it killed them in the process, uh, that was fine with them. Well, they've got, what is it, 72 virgins waiting in the afterlife? That's that's a lot of virgins that multiply 72 times the number of fanatics willing to well, do yeah. bad things to us. That's yeah, a so lot of virgins. That's a lot of virgins to come up with. So anyway, that was just an interesting. Randy is uh, amazed at some of these technical things I run across, but... We need to thank the audience today because you have been so wrapped with your attention and you we didn't have to kick anybody out. We didn't have to shush anybody. None of that. So let's go ahead and thank the audience. But there's a few little things that we always want to take care of before we sign off and uh, basically admit that our 75 cents in the meter is out. Doug Jones is a nationwide licensed agent. So if you need any help on Medicare stuff, Doug is your guy. Sometimes it gets buried in the minutia of what we talk about, but Doug is a licensed agent throughout the United States. He loves to hear from you at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Pose a question, just say hi, whatever you need to do. Visit our website at medicareforthelazyman.com. We talked about the paperback. We talked about the audio. We talked about the Kindle, but we didn't talk about We would really appreciate you finding somewhere to give us a rating on our podcast. Five stars would be awesome because we are always in the race for the ratings with a podcast. That's just the way it works in the world. So thank you so much for joining us. You have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma, no more living in his fortress of solitude. I think today it's up somewhere around 12,500 feet behind the wonderful city of Cave Creek, Arizona, watching out after the Medicare Advantage salesman to let people know when they're descending on the town like a zombie apocalypse. Bye-bye, everyone.